Hello, welcome to HR Sessions. My name is Holly Reeser. And I'm Sydney Evans. And we are so excited to announce that we have Angie Redman with us today. She is our last podcast guest for this semester, but keep an eye out because we have more episodes coming next semester with new guests. So tune in um, around January time. So Angie, we are so happy to have you here today and especially as our last guest. Well, thank you. And I'm very excited to be here. Well, Angie, if you could go ahead and kind of um, introduce yourself and let our guests know who you are. Absolutely. Uh, Angie Redman, and I am the president of Strive HR. Um, It's a a firm that focuses on helping organizations achieve their best workplace status. Amazing. Thank you so much. Well, how did you get into HR in your current role? It's it's been a long journey, uh, not to date myself, but a 25-year journey. Um, and I started in staffing, and I believe one of you have mentioned that you have an interest in staffing as well. Um, but when I was in college, I, I heard about an opportunity, and uh, it was posted with a staffing agency, and so I went in and I applied. They ended up offering me a position to work with their agency rather than being placed outside. Um, and I, I was super excited about it during that 10 years with them. I My role started as a receptionist, and I moved into an administrative assistant where I backed up what we called account managers. And account managers were the people that hired the employees to go out to work for our clients. And as my tenure progressed, I ended up moving into a role that we called vendor on-premise. So I did not work at the staffing agency office, I actually worked at our client facility. And I was able to sit side by side with the the plant manager and the supervisors and and the other managers within the company with the accounting staff. So I was responsible for the the temp and the temp to hire teammates, and they were responsible for the full-time employees. So it was great. I got to learn a lot from them and introduced to a wide variety of things in the manufacturing community. Um, But after about 10 years of that, I really wanted to be in a position where I could be more impactful. So I decided I wanted to search after an HR opportunity within an organization and the tech industry was really booming. This was prior to Y2K, um, but I wanted to see what was out there available in tech. And I ended up getting hired as an HR director for a tech company that had about 100 employees. So I was an HR department of one and with that being my first role in corporate HR. Um, But after nine years, we had 250 employees and I had a full team at that point. So um, within HR, I was able to sit right side by side with finance. And in fact, at that time, HR rolled up through finance. Uh, They handled payroll and I was able to learn a lot through them. And that's also where I got really introduced culture and the importance of corporate culture within a company. Um, Employee engagement wasn't really a buzzword at that time uh, like it is now, but I'm I'm proud to say that we had very engaged employees. And with that being at the time of Y2K, that was super important because you had such turnover with the technology staff. Mm -hmm. Um, But after nine years, our company was acquired by another tech firm and uh, they wanted to take their their footprint, if you will, nationwide. And we ended up losing about half of our employees at our location. But myself and a a handful of members of the senior management team, we were retained and we became 
part of the merger and acquisition group. So as, as the company would acquire other organizations, then we were responsible for bringing those employees aboard, um, getting them acclimated to the new culture of the company. Um, lo and behold, we ended up finding out that a big, a big driver for that was to get the customers acclimated and onto the new system that they had. So as with mergers and acquisitions, you bring people aboard and unfortunately you have to let people go too. But the tech firm that I had mentioned, uh, the CEO of that organization, when I started working for him, he was starting a bank at the time. And when I had spent a couple of years at home, did reach out to him because I kind of got the bug that I wanted to get back into an HR opportunity. And he let me know that the organization that he was working with was looking for an HR director. And so I had the opportunity to go back in and work with him again. We had just under a hundred employees at the time and very similar situation and where it was a department of one, but we grew very quickly. And I was able to bring aboard several other people to help in our HR team as well. Um, but when I was hired, one interesting thing is he, he gave me the task of the culture that we had at the tech organization was so awesome. He said, that's your task I have for you here is to make this a great culture like what we had before. Uh, so it was uh, a fun opportunity for me and a task which I was glad to accept. And we ended up uh, developing a great culture there. Um, I feel we definitely achieved this because we earned best places to work and top workplaces several years during my tenure. Um, and then in late 2018, I decided to take my passion for cultivating a best workplace environment and to launch my own business and to help organizations do the same. So that's where I'm at now. Um, and I've also had the opportunity to work with several people entering the HR profession that were looking for HR mentors. So that's that's another part of my business now is working with other people entering the HR profession and helping guide them through that process. Mm -hmm. Well, I really appreciate you taking us through. It sounds like you have some amazing experiences. And I kind of wanted to just um, follow up with a question. And as you said, um, one of us was interested in staffing. And um, I'm kind of looking into that route as well. And I kind of wanted to ask you, um, you know, you kind of went through how um, that role went and um, your day to day. But um, do you think it set you up for success? I mean, I don't know if anyone listening is potentially looking at a staffing position uh, right out of school, but I know I am kind of looking into it. So I kind of wanted to see um, your perspective of how um, that set you up for your next role and um, what you thought about starting off in that position. I think it was definitely a plus for me. It, it gave me exposure to a lot of different kinds of organizations. And it gave me exposure to different ways of doing things at companies. So uh, I, I had a, a fellow colleague of mine in the staffing industry say that it kind of gave him the ingredients that he needed so that he could go make a pie later on. He had all the knowledge that he needed in order to be successful. And I think that's a really good analogy with that is um, I could see where companies did things well. Um, I could learn from those experiences and, and the alternative with that, if, if you see something that maybe wasn't the best way to handle a situation, you can kind of reflect and see if you were in their shoes, how you might handle that situation a little differently. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I say that's a great analogy. I'm like very on the fence about like staffing, I guess. I feel like I've heard a lot of different opinions about it. Like I even talked to, like I had a phone interview and they told me straight up like, this really isn't like HR, it's more of like a sales role. So I also think it depends on 
like the staffing agency you want to work for as well. I think some are more people oriented and some are more like, you know, sales focused, kind of like driving the product, you know, per se. So that's just something to keep in mind too. Um, but moving ahead, let's go ahead and talk more about your current role. Can you take us through, you know, you know, what it means to, you know, be president of your own company? Absolutely. It's, um, I, I've heard the term often used solopreneur and it can, it can be lonely <laughs> sometimes, which um, I think has really driven me to focus on networking. And it's given me a great reason to reach out to people for possible partnership opportunities and collaborative efforts. But when you when you do run your own business, you definitely kind of make your own destiny. And, and let's face it, COVID has been very challenging to those of us who do run our own business. But it is also you know, it's a great opportunity to pivot and to focus on other areas in which we may not have thought of before. Um, my focus has has remained very steady. I have taken a different a few different approaches during COVID, but I, I work with companies who really want to aspire for that best workplaces distinction. Um, so you may have heard of like best work best places to work, top workplaces. Well, I guide companies through that that strategy and through that journey. Um, and that that's one thing I, I do express very heavily when I talk to a client that it is a journey through this process. If, if they're striving just to get that trophy on the shelf, they might be doing it for the wrong reason. And they definitely need to take a step back and say, why do I wanna go through this journey? Why do I want to be labeled as the best place to work? Why do I wanna be labeled as top within my industry? And that'll really help them make sure that they're focusing on it for the right reasons. Because if they're not, their employees are going to see through that. They will not seem genuine as they go through the request to ask their employees to participate. Um, and, and you definitely want to celebrate when you do achieve that status. So that, that genuine approach to that is extremely important when you go through that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, kind of going off of that, could you walk us through how um, you help those organizations develop their people? Absolutely. Um, it, it's really beneficial to take the approach of a customization when you're working with someone like that, because everybody's at a different place um, and, and what they may have in place now. Uh, they may need to focus on one area very differently than what another company might be. So it's definitely not a one size fits all. It's definitely not a cookie cutter type approach. But what we do is take a step back and say, let's talk about your processes. Does everything that you do support the direction of your people strategy? And then I focus on things like alignment. Is Are the decisions that you make, are the decisions that your employees make, does everything align with the focus and the direction of the organization? When you communicate with your organization, is everything focused on the people strategy approach? And are you empowering your employees so that they can make decisions? So so there's a lot of different things that go into place, but it's really focused on figuring out where they're at now and figuring out how they want to be and helping them develop that roadmap together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. I love how you talk about, you know, customization and then also kind of having like a genuine approach. I think that's something important to keep in mind, like just throughout everything in HR and also like, I feel like going back to staffing, that's another thing that's, you know, important as well. Um, I say right now I have a recruiting internship and sometimes it's difficult to remain like authentic and also like meet goals at the same time. Cause you know, the underlying thing is like, I want you to sign up for this or I want to recruit you, but also you want to remain genuine. So 
you know, thank you for taking us through that. I think that's, you know, an important lesson that students can take away. And then, so let's talk a bit more about, um, so, you know, some advice for students. Um, can you walk us through, you know, the benefits of an internship and how, you, how you've seen young professionals develop themselves in an internship role? Sure. Well, internships are very, very near and dear to my heart. I've been um, on the receiving end of having interns both within the department in which I've been a member of on more than one occasion. I've had the opportunity to lead and facilitate internship programs within an organization. So to speak firsthand, um, it, it was so rewarding to me to be able to spend time with someone who was considering that as a profession and to be able to see that light bulb go off for them as far as if that is something they want to do or if it's not. And I've experienced both. I've, I've had an intern work with me before that at the conclusion of his internship, kind of debating back and forth between finance and HR. And we were able to give him enough experiences within both areas to help him decide that finance was the route that he wanted to go. Um, and then I've been on the opposite end of that where it just solidified that that was the route the person wanted to go. And we ended up bringing that individual aboard with our company as a full-time but as far as internship programs go, um, I've been involved where we have created from the ground up, from the recruitment of talented candidates from various universities, bringing them into our organization and, and partnering them. We had a kind of a buddy system, if you will, to where employees would partner with interns. Um, and kind of show them the ropes and work side by side with them on what they were doing every day. We did encourage our interns to try out other departments. For example, we may have a software developer spend a day in the marketing group so that they can learn more about the organization as a whole, but it also gave them an opportunity to learn about other departments. So we really focused in on what's your primary thing you wanna work on while you're here and what are some other areas within the organization you would like to be in contact with and learn more about. And then at the conclusion of the internship, which when I reference that, I'm talking about if it was a summer long internship program, we would have interns present to their supervisors and to the executives within the organization, uh, what they learned, what projects they worked on in the departments and how they felt they made an impact to the organization. And another approach is we would invite the interns to share an idea with us that they came up with while working there. Um, and it's always great when, when you're able to make that connection to where hopefully you have found future talent for your organization, or you can help those candidates through your networking purposes find great opportunities elsewhere. But at the end of the day, you want it to be a win-win situation, both for the interns and for the organization. And often we would kind of shower the interns with swag before they went back to campus, whether it's a backpack or company logo material, because you want to, you want to promote and advertise for your company, right? When you go there. So we would find they would be our best advocates for future interns. And often uh, we would reach out to them at times after that, hey, we're looking for another intern in this department, do you know of someone? And they would help us get connected with other students. So any any opportunity we had to make it a win-win situation definitely I think is something that's beneficial. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, no, I think that's great. And we've touched on a lot of great points. I know that um, you and I spoke yesterday about um, talking about internships and how important they are. And, um, you know, for the school that we're in, O'Neill, we um, are required to have one. So I think that um, the internship experience, I know Sydney and I could both speak to this. Mm -hmm. um, It taught us more than we could learn maybe in the classroom. Um, Just that hands-on experience is so important. So I'm glad we were able to touch on um, you know, aspects of it. And especially, um, like you said, with someone going through an internship and then at the end noticing that maybe HR isn't the route. Well, at least, you know, now, and, um, I think that's very important too, because, um, it, you know, in any internship, it's, it's good to come out with something, um, uh, that's a yeah, so, <laughs> uh, glad that, glad that we were able to touch on that. And, you know, one piece of an internship that, um, I can kind of, uh, mention to the next question, um, having that like mentor aspect in an internship role or even in your career, um, can you kind of explain to us what the importance of having a mentor is uh, throughout your career, whether you are developed in the uh, profession or you're in the beginning oh, stage? Absolutely. And, and I've been so blessed to I really did not have one single mentor throughout my whole career. I was a sponge to anybody that I could learn from as I was growing into my profession, whether it would be uh, somebody over my department, somebody over another department, a leader within the organization. And I would encourage everybody, regardless of what department, what level within the organization you were, to seek after to find somebody that could be a mentor for you. And it didn't always have to be somebody within the organization as well. Um, Early on, one of the things that a, a near and dear mentor I had taught me was to learn the business and learn the business well. So that as you are making decisions, you're making decisions for the business and not just for the HR department. And that's something I've tried to give back to anybody else that I have worked with to just explain to them that there's there's so many facets to being successful in your role outside of what's on your job description. You learn those other things and they're going to help make you a a a better, well-rounded employee and be able to make decisions that are going to benefit everyone and not just what you're doing within the four walls of your office or within your department. Um, but it's it's just so helpful to have those people to bounce ideas off of, to have that safe place where you can go to someone and say, hey, I've encountered this situation in my workplace and I'd really like to bounce some ideas off of you. And, and that's something that I would suggest if if you do get an opportunity to have a mentor, to to be willing to ask all the questions that you can think of to ask and, and not be afraid to stick your ideas out there and say, what do you think? Is this something that I should pursue? Or what do you think about my recommendation? And that's a great way to role play, talk about ideas before you go present those within your company as well. So I just, I think it's a great learning opportunity. Um, I, I, I have been so I've benefited so much from it that I felt compelled to do that going forward uh, to work with other people, not only that have reported up through me during my career, but also to other people who are entering the profession. Um, it just I, I welcome the opportunity whenever it's presented. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I say I think mentorship is like so important, whether you're a mentor yourself or, you know, um, you have a mentor. Um, I say I have. I've had a couple mentees, you know, from school and stuff. And then I like, I guess I unofficially have some like mentors. Like I have people, you know, that I can, you know, email or call, like you said, to bounce ideas off of. But, you know, if someone right now doesn't have a mentor and they're looking for one, um, can you provide some advice on how to find one? And then also like, I guess how 
formal should the mentorship be? Like how often should you talk to them? Can you give any tips? About sure. That? Well, as far as places to go, I'm a huge proponent of the NDHR Facebook page. Um, LinkedIn. Yes. And the best thing to do is just ask. I mean, it is a generous community of HR professionals. And I, I've seen people out there say, hey, I'm looking for an HR mentor. Who do you suggest I go to? Mm -hmm. And the number of people that have volunteered to say, I'm willing, I'm interested, let's connect, I think is fantastic. So it just begins with the ask. And then on, if you are interested in being a mentor, share that with the community. Hey, I, I have this available time or I have this interest in giving back. If anyone is looking for a mentor, I'd like to throw my name out there. So I think it's really important for both to, to say you're interested or say you're available. Um, but like I said, the NDHR Facebook page and LinkedIn I have found have been great resources in addition to good old fashioned networking and just reaching out to the people that you know to let them know either that you you are looking for a mentor or that you would like to be a mentor. And the other thing as far as how frequently, I think it really depends on those individuals. I've had people that I've worked with that, that we've talked about, okay, what makes sense based on our availability and, and what it is that you're wanting out of this right now? How, how frequently should we meet? How frequently should we talk? What topics do we really want to focus on and decide what's best for the people that are involved? I, I'm not so sure that there's a one size fits all approach. I think it really needs to be what those two individuals are looking for out of that relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah, anytime that we can um, promote the NDHR uh, Facebook <laughs> group, I love that we touch on them because they are such a great resource and Sydney and I are new to the page. So um, we found a lot of great opportunities on there. And like you said, I've seen so many people mm -hmm. um, just generously like um, offering help or um, opportunities in which they can help people and become a mentor. So um, also Absolutely. <laughs> on top of that. Uh, to, to join that Facebook group. But, um, you know, last question here to wrap up. Um, what advice do you have for students uh, regarding networking or really any final thoughts that you have for uh, students? to? Uh, as far as networking, it's pretty simple, early and often. Um, I, I found in my professional career, and this was this was early LinkedIn. This this does kind of date back, but it, there was the perception if you're sitting at your desk and you have LinkedIn pulled up or you have Facebook that you're out there job searching. And it was it was almost kind of a negative impression I felt I was giving if someone would come into my office. Maybe an employee would come in and need to talk about a situation. They see Facebook pulled up um, or they see some other social media pulled up. So I really kind of shied away from it initially. Uh, I did network well within my company. Um, I networked well within my HR community, but as a in-person manner or by phone rather than through, through the social channels. And I didn't really learn until I went out on my own that that was somewhat of a mistake because I really did have to build up my network as I launched my consulting business. And I've... Um, I've been pleased with how it's gone. I've been able to network with a lot of fantastic people, but I did kind of feel like I was trying to catch up a little bit. So my suggestion to students would be that 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 avenue was out there. Take advantage of that network as much as you possibly can. Um, you know, LinkedIn has the algorithms with, you know, it doesn't really reach as many people. So you have to do it a little bit more frequently than you do through, through Facebook. But um, I just just do it early and and do it often as much as you possibly can um and we know i mean there's so many stats you know this that 
employment opportunities are often found through networking. Um, it's, and, and who you know and who you could get connected to. So don't be afraid to share with your networking, your professional networking community, what it is that you're looking for so that they can help you. Because I do think there's a lot of people out there who, who do want to help uh, students or recent grads be able to find opportunities. Yeah, I say I completely agree. I mean, like freshman kind of sophomore year, um, you know, my professors, they really say like, you need to network, like it's so important. I'm like, eh, you know, whatever, it's fine. And I would, <laughs> I, would, I would do networking through the things that I'm in, but not really like seek out, you know, these opportunities. And even with this podcast, like I was, who I was nervous to like talk to people and like through this opportunity and even things like being online, I found networking to be a lot easier and I've done so much this year. Um, so like to students, you know, don't be afraid to network with people. People are like more than willing to talk to you, especially alumni. Um, I say on LinkedIn, there's an alumni tool. So if you just, you know, search IU or if you're in O'Neill, you can do that as well. Alumni want to talk to you. So like they're incredibly nice and generous and, you know, willing to give you, you know, advice and any tips. So just don't be afraid. It, it is very helpful. And I think you know, Holly and I can agree now that we're both, you know, in the job search process. I think networking has kind of been the reason we're getting these interviews or even know about these different jobs. So please, please read. It is it's so good. <laughs> it's so good for you. So please take our advice. Um, I promise it will be a good use of your time. But yeah, so that is all the time we have today. Angie, thank you so much for joining us. It was so, so great talking to you and hearing more, you know, about your business and you had a ton of great advice to give to students and I really hope they take the advice. Like I said, it's all really, really um, important. So thank you so much. Um, so where can students reach you if they want to? Um, great. Uh, yeah. Well, first of all, thank you for inviting me to be on the podcast. It's been a joy. Um, as far as reaching out to me, best place is LinkedIn. Uh, they can also reach me email. It's Angie at strivehr.net. Perfect. So yeah, you guys should reach out to Angie, have a conversation with her. This would be a good first person to network with. Like, as you can tell, mm -hmm. she's very, very nice and willing Absolutely. to talk to you. Absolutely. I work from all connections. <laughs> yes, there we go. An easy first person. Thank you for that, Angie. Um, I say if you guys want to stay um, connected with us, you know, reach out to us on LinkedIn. We post all our podcast episodes there. We also have an Instagram, HR underscore sessions 2020. Um, like Holly said earlier, this is our last podcast um, of the semester. Um, it's crazy. I think we filmed or not filmed, recorded like 13 <laughs> episodes, something like that. And it has been just an incredible semester talking to just just amazing um, HR professionals. So thank you to everyone who's been listening. Thank you to everyone who's been on our podcast. Um, yeah, we've had a lot of great support and we're going to continue it next semester. This was supposed to be a one semester thing, but it's been so fun that Holly and I are just so excited, <laughs> so excited to do it again next semester. So yes. yeah. So thank you so much, everyone, again. And thank you, thank you. for joining us. Mm -hmm. you thank too. you. Bye.